Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday, it's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Hi everyone, welcome to Wright's House. Hope you are all safe and well. Today we're going to talk about Emma Raducanu and the negative coverage of young athletes. Um, the WSL's return, Fulham's win over Chelsea. We're going to look ahead to the North London and Manchester derbies in the Premier League. And my guests are Mayawa Quadri and Flo Lloyd Hughes. How are you guys? Good. Everything cool? It's alright, it's alright. <laughs> Back in the house, can't complain. Back in the house. My always fresh from being behind enemy lines fresh. at Fulham Chelsea, but we're going to talk about yes. that game later. <laughs> yeah, but you still yeah. look quite scarred from the experience. My scarred, bro. So I can't wait to see <laughs> this morning. If you, if, you, if you don't laugh, you will cry. So <laughs> laughter Times is... are tough. But we will get into it because I've got to say, our guy, you know, with, with Joe, man came, man came and brought. But hey, <laughs> we have to start, we have to start with the... Um, the Emirates artwork, man. I went there the other day and, you know, it's one of those, again, like, I just love the way Arsenal do these things, man, because they could have easily, right? They could have easily just like found a company, artwork company, did it, no consultation with the fans, nothing everywhere. And, and, and they just really, they, they got it so right. Honestly, when you see the artwork, it's so brilliant. It's so well thought out. The artist, everybody, and, and they brought everybody Everybody that's had anything to do with Arsenal, whether you played, worked, or was was in that room in some capacity, and they were all re- people were all represented in that respect. It was like so good, man. You know, see George Graham. It's really weird looking. Do you, at, do you still call him? Absolutely, like, yeah. <laughs> never that can never him. change. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. You know, it's the same with with Steve Koppel. It's the same with Glenn Hoddle. Um, and it's the same with George, and it's the same with, look, with the boss, Arsene Wenger. Oh, so do, when you see when you see them, does it make it, you feel like young when you see them? It makes them? you feel like you're back in in and around them, and <laughs> it's like when the teachers come down the corridor, man. You you fix up. <laughs> George, it Straight doesn't matter back. where I am. Doesn't matter where I am. If George Graham or Steve Koppel enter the room, I feel it. I feel it, <laughs> and I just fix up. I just go back to you know when I when I was with them, but like. Back to the artwork. It was um, it was amazing. Have you seen it yet? You've yeah, got, you've seen, yeah. You've seen really it. Really nice. I'm yeah. not joking, man. They really, it's really beautiful. got that right, man. And it, I know people who attended those meetings mm, and the consultations. consultations in the in the lead up to it. And you're right. I think Arsenal were very sort of specific and and very deliberate in how they wanted to bring everyone in that conversation. Mm. And obviously, I don't really know the specifics of how the original rap was designed when the stadium opened the first mm. place. Mm. But I do think. And you'll know better than anyone, Ian, there has been a shift culturally within the club 
to bring the fans in on Absolutely. decisions more. Even though there is still a bit of tension around the ownership, they, mm. they've realised from quiet. like a hierarchy yeah. perspective, we need to bring the fans in. And I don't know how much of the original sort of decisions for that stadium include the fans, mm. but it seems like they were like, we're just doing this. And, and they were great but, still, but it love? was very much focused on the players, yeah, the icons yeah, yeah. and not the community. What I love about Arsenal is for a club that's such a global worldwide club, in recent years, it's managed to ha- or galvanise this feeling that a local club would have. Yes. That no matter where you are in the world, if you're an Arsenal fan, you feel like it's your local club. Yes. Like the way everyone speaks by, even the small details of having all of those flags mm-hmm. on the side on, on one of the panels. It's just, the connection yeah. is, is there. And it's just a beautiful thing that a club can be so big, so yeah. massive, so global, but you feel really connected to it's it. It's very much one. Yeah. It's very much at one at the moment. And I, when at the Oxford game, I interviewed, um, I interviewed Mikel and he was, he, he's just, he's just full of energy. He's just very mm. buzzy. You know, it comes in, does stuff, very serious face, bam, gone. But like one of the things that you could see where his face shifted and his, um, his whole, his whole demeanor changes when I said to him, so Mikael, when you, when you came, you recognized in one of his first interviews, I said, in one of your first interviews, you mentioned that you have to get, the, you have to reconnect with the fans. You have to reconnect with the fans. And he said that this was, when I got there, this was my biggest job. Mm. He said, this was my biggest job. <clears throat> and they've obviously, they've done it now, Ashburton Army, they, they're doing it. We just need them to, just more noise, more noise, because the guys are going to need it now. This more is when the guy, more than ever, they're going to need it now. But then it's, it's, it's something that Arsenal have always tried to do is stay connected with the community and bring them into something that was, let's face it, it was about the, the, the players and the past and so and the icon and the people who have played, but you could feel that, that the fans felt that it was theirs. It's their part of it as well. And that is what they got absolutely bang on. Also, when you're not winning a lot, and I know this from the, the football team I support, that's when you need your community and the fan base yeah. the most. Because that's when you need to know, uh, make them feel loved, make them feel acknowledged because they're not just going to turn up because the team yeah. are winning. You've yeah. got to bring them in, in the door somehow and they've got to feel like they're part of something. To be honest, it's a good, t- it's a good time for them to be doing anything mm. like that as well. But I saw, you, you, you could see, they, they had a video of the process and the people that was there. And I think to myself, wow, that must have been so intense yeah. to get everything right. But credit, because they credit to them. They've everything I've seen from Arsenal in recent times. You look at it and you go, I, "That's it's perfect." Can't fault that. You can't fault it mm-hmm. at all. From the community activations to the meanings behind kits and releases to this, everything just makes sense. And it's funny because obviously Ryan was speaking. It's like it feels good that Arsenal are doing everything right. Absolutely. I mean, if only my club could do that. But that's don't a worry. <laughs> We'll send a blueprint. We'll, we'll send a blueprint. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. You know something? I, got, I saw it in the group, um, the article in the group, um, Emma Raducano and I thought to myself you know what I don't want to read it I'm not going to read it because I don't think this is going to end up well off the headline alone off the yeah not going to end up well and not only did I read it but then I made the biggest mistake what was the biggest mistake read the comment 
Oh, oh never read the comments. Never read go into the, the comments. comments. And I'm not joking because at some stage I'll, I'll talk about it. But I mean, like when I saw the stuff that they, they brought back, some of the articles and what people were saying about me, I was welling up. And listening to, reading the, the piece um, and then reading the comments, I, was, I started welling up again because I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what it is with this country why they, they hate young people so much. What Emma Raducanu did when she won the US Open from the qualifiers, it's, it's something that, what, what, can you, what, can you, what can you equate that to, Flo, honestly, in respects of... It's like, um, it's like almost like can, a, a FA Cup qualifier, like going from the preliminary fl- round of the FA yes, Cup to yes, Wembley and winning to, the whole thing. I don't the think thing. it's that. I think it's like, it's literally like one of us managing to represent our nation just one day run, racing and beating Usain Bolt in, <laughs> in the Olympic, Olympic final. final. I will, you know, somebody that's plucked out, real Rocky Balboa vibe, mm. plucked out. But what she done is something, and representing England, actually, let's face it, in respects of England and English tennis and British tennis, she has done, she's done the miracle. And you know what? In world tennis, she's, she's, what she done was miraculous. Now, when you see the negativity and everybody was loving her. Everybody's loving what she's doing and that. And the negativity to her, remember, still growing, still trying to find herself, still training. Because what she done again is unprecedented. And so, of course, you are going to get uh, brands involved. Why wouldn't you? You're young. You've got to cash in on that because that's what it's about. People, I've, I genuinely believe that people really think that she should play tennis and that's it. Nothing else. That does, it doesn't work like that. And even with the brand work, what she does, the excuse for people using it, saying, oh, she's the, the Porsche and the Tiffany and it is and that, she's not concentrating. In some of the comments, they were talking about the bumps on her face and stuff like that. Talking about her, talking about the dad and, oh, the dad's too busy now. They've got to get the dad out of it and that. This is the same thing what they said about Richard, Richard, Richard Williams. You know what I mean? How can you separate those two? How can you separate the fact of what they're trying to do? A young girl who's done something that we will, I don't think we'll ever see again, right? And she's done it. And the hate, the hate is, is wrong. The, 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 you read the piece, right, Flo? You know what I mean? The, the piece is so, is so negative and, and, and pointless for me. Why can't they big the young people up? Why can't you big up somebody like Emma Raducanu so as people can see what she started and she's gone she went out of the stratosphere. She went supernova. But then there's got to be, there's got to be a, um, a coming back to earth with what's there. She's had injuries. She's doing her stuff. But what has that got to do with endorsements? What's that got to do with injuries? Why are we not giving her the, the maximum amount of support we can give this young girl who's still developing? It's, it's so sad, but you know, you expect it now. They, you expect it from the media, journalists from, and the public. The people themselves, what was, the, what was the, the saying my mum used to say? When the monkey can't reach the grip, him say it's so well. Mm. Right? So that translates as <laughs> when a monkey cannot reach the grape, he says it, it, it's sour, right? Mm. It does, that is what, the, th- those are the people that are constantly going at this 20-year-old girl. I just, I just pray to God she gets through it. Well, well, I, I don't care how many coaches she picks. It's, that's her and her dads and their family's problem. Okay, how many coaches picks just to get it right? Because I don't believe that's a flash in the pan. Like even the guy was saying it, a one and done. Mm. A one and, you know something? Even Flo, Mayo, if that's a one and done, 
and That's I could choose. One, I'm fucking taking that. <laughs> it, I think it, it's the surveillance of it all as well. It's mm. like certain publications have spent ever since she won that competition just documenting her every move. The girl breathes, and mm. we hear about it. Like let her be an athlete. And I also think what's bizarre about the way that she's been treated is that tennis hasn't learned any of the lessons from. Naomi Osaka, who yes. congratulations to her. She yeah. recently announced that she's pregnant. Wow. She's take, deliberately taken time off sport because she basically said, you guys made it miserable Momentum. for me. Yes. And yes. Johanna Conta, the same thing. She retired very young and she said like the British media were a big part of the problem there. It's like, don't like Have learn the lessons. Had a few issues as well. And yeah, we were talking in, in, in the WhatsApp group, me and you, Maya, about the fact that we were actually like pleasantly surprised about how English media reacted to England dropping out of the World Cup. Whether that's because the news cycle moved so quickly because the Premier League was around the corner, mm. who knows? There was a bit of Southgate at, out chat, but generally it seemed to be less, less toxic than usual. But the, that, the same can't be said for lots of other sections of the media and mm. lots of other way that young British athletes are treated. Why is it, 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 it's because they become celebrities and people are fascinated with their lives and therefore the media need to perpetuate and find and yeah, and something and, and, and fill the beast this because exactly. they need they need clicks around it because they know right everyone is talking about Emma Raducanu we need stories about her we need to know what she's doing and then this whole narrative around her coaches then became a story that people were constantly trying to keep updated with is what will she do next who's going to be her coach and it just kind of is I, a I, vicious I, I, cycle. I think you've just hit yeah. the nail on the head there yeah. it's about when it's no from what I've seen in terms of British media and young talents Within football, what you have is they pick you up, they pick you up, they pick mm. you up, they pick you up, they pick you up. You yep. get to the top. We don't like that. Mm. We're going to pick you against someone else and we're going to pull you down. Mm. We've seen it with every wonder kid that's come up through British football. Here, the situation where this is so stark is because this is someone that achieved the impossible. impossible put bro. British tennis on the map yeah. again. And when I think about British tennis, I think about how with Andy Murray, it was sort of like, oh, great. And then when it didn't go right, he's Scottish. That's peculiar. Or when it was like, oh, okay, well, he's achieving what they're doing. No, he's not. He only got two or three and the rest of them got loads. But they always try to bring people down for some yeah, deliberate reason. Can't. But the reason why it hurts more is because when we break it down, if someone came to my job every single day and was, had surveillance on me, I'd be mm. like, what's going on here? Yeah. Whether we like it or not, that is her job. Yes, she's get, she might get loads of endorsements, stuff like that. That is her job. She's 20. She's not been in that workplace for a long time yet. She's still going to progress and do great things. Why are you so fascinated about what she does in her job? And it's because people have this luxury of being able to see sports athletes mm. all the time that they feel like they have the right to judge and speak on every single thing. That's her job. Like, yeah, in her, the nature of her job is that sometimes you'd be great and sometimes mm. yeah. you won't be yes. great. That's why you go through seasons. Same with us. We're not always going to be great at our jobs. But who, who gives the, uh, the right to sort of slate her for I, her? I, I, I really can't stand that, that human trait in certain people. And it's like I said about the, the same, what my mum used to say, is people that can't do themselves, they just criticise. And it's people who can't achieve it themselves, they just criticise. I cannot, I, I never, I could never look at somebody doing something, um, no matter how old or young they are, and, they're good, and, 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 and feel negative towards them. Like, to the point where I have to write into a, into a, a comment and be that nasty about her skin, about what she looks like, about her forehead, about whatever. It, with me, you read what the, the narrative and what they were trying to build for me um, while I was playing. 
And it was it was horrible to read because I wouldn't read the newspapers those times. And that's all I'm hoping is that she's not she's not able to see those things or people keep those things away from her. Because if you read them, I, I read some of them and they actually, they hurt mm. because for some reason they, they, they just push that, that narrative of the pantomime villain continue, just wanting bad all the time. And when you read it and it continues like that, it, it breaks you down. You know what I mean? And like, I obviously I blasted through it, but like I was angry all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? To the point where I was like, well, I'm, t- I'm, I'm angry all the time. You know, even to the point where in interviews I say to people, I have to play angry. It's not that I have to play angry. It's only because the narrative on me is, is even if I score a couple of goals, they're going to find, oh, Ian Wright had an altercation with, a, with the referee or Ian Wright had a bust up with a player. Ian Wright said something to the fans. It was always bringing you down. And the point I'm making to her and her people is please do not let us see these things because it's so hurtful. You've just made it click for me in what you've said. And I never, I never ever saw that side of it. But imagine being in a situation where you know the truth and from a global perspective, a narrative is being painted about you. Mm. And naturally, because you don't want that narrative to be true, your behavior almost feeds into that narrative. It's like, it's almost a lose-lose. Yeah. And that's why, mm. like you said, it's important to have the right people around yes. you that kind of keep you yes. away from that. And almost in a way, like Naomi Dunn, owning your own narrative, like mm. loads of these athletes have their own platforms now where they're able to speak Pick and put up, out yes. the, actual, the yes. actual truth. To, to make sure that the people that are close to you and true to you as, as you, who you are know that that is not the actual narrative. Exactly. All the stuff they're putting out, out there is not the truth because looking at that headline alone, anyone that knows, mm. knows that that is just farcical. It's, so, it couldn't be any further from the truth. And it's a shame that someone that's done so much greatness for not only this nation, the sport of tennis, which was dying in this nation as well, let's be real, is being treated like that. You know, but, but the thing is, when you look at the headline, the headline was Emma Raducanu is in danger of becoming a one and done champion. And I think to myself, again, that is such a horrible, spiteful, nasty headline. You could actually, with, the, with what she's going through and how it's going for her, you can actually, why not do a, a good piece, a piece that can inspire her, that, that you can probably, she can say, I remember, yeah, I was going through a bit of time where, you know, we had to change coaches again. You know what I mean? I was, I was a bit injured. I wasn't feeling really great. I was training like I would train all the time. And I read this article by this guy and it literally made me feel like, yes. Because sometimes, of course, you want it to come from your inner circle. But why can't people just be nice enough to just say, you just keep blasting, Emma. You earn that bag. You take that bag and you go again. You blast, you know. And if it's meant to be for you to go on and be one of the greatest we've ever seen, uh-huh. then that will happen. But if it's not, you know, your moment was amazing and you have to take full advantage of it. People should recognise that and not hate on people so hard, man. It's so sad to read it was. WSL back this weekend. Massive game. Massive game coming up. Um, I'm glad that I'm not at the game because I've got, I've, got I've got to do the games. But like, um, big weekend and big news. Gilly Flaherty. Yeah, big news She's this retiring. week. Um, one of our, our counter-press team, Gilly Flaherty, announced her retirement from football. A legend of the game. Um, she recently surpassed Jill Scott's WSL appearance record. So that's her with her 176. She's Go game, girl. For Liverpool at the moment. Um, and she's played for lots of different clubs. She was at Arsenal for a very long time. She won the UEFA Cup with them. She's won four WSL titles, mm. seven FA Cups, mm. and that UEFA Cup win with Arsenal. And I think... 
you always know how much a player means to people when they announce their retirement mm. and uh, there's such an outpouring yes. on social media. And I think maybe Jilly herself wasn't sure how much, you know, how much of a reaction it was going to be. Yeah. And it was really sad for her because her, her dad died suddenly before Christmas. And she, she mentioned in her statement that that's kind of, you know, been one of the reasons that she wanted to retire. Right. She, didn't, she didn't plan to, but it was a time for her where she really wants to be with her mum and get through this really difficult time with her family. So, yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about next week on Counterpress, but mm. certainly, you know, she's <coughs> someone that needs her flowers for Absolutely. so much time in the game. Mm. And we're seeing a lot of those kind of first-generation legends yeah. of the WSL hang up their boots recently. Yeah. Jill Scott, Ellen White, Farrah Williams, yes. Anita Asante. So this is a real kind of one of those legends, one of those icons, the Jedi Council of the, the WSL, yes, another member. So, mm. yeah. I just hope that um, as, as time goes by, there's, there's, there's the next stage for them. You know, with everything with the fight and the, to get to where they are. And now, let's face it, it's starting to happen. Starting I think happen. With, with, with the broadcast stuff, mm. it's been massive because yeah. before, that for, the, for, the, for the generation before them that retired, there just weren't opportunities. No. Unless you became a coach mm. or, um, you know, moved into like development or something yeah. like that, there weren't really a lot of opportunities. So I think this generation everything's changed because there's Sky, there's BBC, yeah. there's other work that they yeah. can do, which is massive. So, um, you know, I'm sure Jilly's going to go on to do lots of things and obviously she's part of our, yeah. our counter-press squad. So. Flowers some for praise of her as yes, well. Yes, man. I mean, with what you mentioned, like, um, ultimately, it's, it's, it's great that she's able to even be in a position where she can say, you know what, I want to take that yes. step. Yeah. So, what some praise with her and the family at the time. Nice but ultimately, man. like, an amazing player, one of the only English players to win a UEFA Cup as well. People often forget that not many have actually done that. So credit to to her, like I said, being a pillar, like she would have walked to so many other players yes. can run. So again, like I think about, you know, the success that's happened recently. All the ballers you mentioned hadn't taken those steps. We wouldn't see this. So Absolutely. credit to her and everything she's done. And this is just the beginning. Like her career doesn't stop there. There's so much that can come for it. So, be exciting to see what she does and of course we get to hear with you as well so mm. nice one Jilly flowers for you um, Arsenal Chelsea at the Emirates I think it was I think it was 47,000 talking to um, Julia from Arsenal the, um, at the at the artwork do and it's like ne nearly 50,000 they want 50,000 but um, I think this is this is a big game. game it's a big game it's a big game and you know what I love about this game is that obviously because we haven't got so many um, teams in the league and it's almost reminds me of um, Celtic and Rangers, Rangers vibe, yep. right? Where this game um, is defining for both of them, simply because we saw with Arsenal losing against Birmingham, literally like lost them the league. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know, playing against the, the, one of the big rivals, you know, Emma versus Jonas. Um, you know what I mean? The, 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 obviously, the, the I, I think uh, Weinrotter against Guru Wrighton is going to be unbelievable. I can't wait for that. But you, you you have to say, for me, it's a no lose game. It's a, uh, it's I, a must win. For a, Arsenal. I think it yeah, is a must win. It's, it's, I, a, must win it's a no lose game. It's, you can't lose this game. If they lose, the, the league's done. You think? Because it's the game in hand. They, they it, would well, it's be, not the game in hand. They, they would be six points behind Chelsea. Uh, but Chelsea would have played a game more. But can the game see, in Chelsea, hand is against City, City so that's yeah, exactly. a tough game in hand. Yeah, this exactly. is what I'm saying. But can you look at and see? Because remember earlier on the season, you know we we saw upsets. Can Chelsea? Can, can you see Chelsea losing games? 
I can see Chelsea losing games. I don't think they're at their best yet. But mm. I think the difference is when you are a team like Chelsea, when you've got superstars, when you've got players that are used to winning things and have won things as a group, mm. three WSL titles in a row. Wow. Stop you, it, you grind things out even when you're not the best and there are a lot of players this season in that team who haven't been at their best they're players who have excelled like you're right yes. in but I still think they can just get it done when they need to and that's why it's going to be really hard to call but I have a feeling because these two teams are coming in from the cold mm. because it's been a month long break since they played a competitive match nearly um, they both had Champions League games just before the Christmas break I think it is probably a good time to play Chelsea because, if anything, they won't be in their rhythm. Do you reckon? Yeah, because yeah. I think out of a break of everything is probably a nice time. But I think it's never a good time. But of all say, the periods, someone like Emma. Probably, Emma, I can't see that. This is probably a good time because both these teams are out of practice. That you know, behind behind closed doors, friendlies are just not the same. Yeah, true. But with Arsenal. They have the issues with injury. Yes. They have, you know, they haven't been the best, I think, this season at all. I think defensively, where they've had injuries, they have looked a little bit fragile. Mm. They've struggled with goals recently. I think it's going to be really tough, but I also feel like we, we, we're focusing on it being like, right, Arsenal are going to win or Chelsea are going to mm. win. It's probably going to end up like a one all nil nil draw is, is like, and we'll be able to take nothing from the yeah, match. Yeah, but when you look at it and you see what Jonas has had to deal with, you know, it's been, I think it's been, he's been brilliant, Jonas, in the way he's had to deal with Leah and Rafaela missing. And then you, you know, that's taken a lot of progression out of Arsenal. You've got Steph Catley and Lotta in there needing protection. So that kind of like takes a little bit away from the midfield because you've got to d deal with that. Then you ain't got no progression from Arsenal. And then that's earlier on in the season. Then later on in the season, you lose Viv. And, and you lose Beth. That's like 40% of the goals. Yeah. You know, and so this is where, you know, people like you, you need, like you need Stina. Mm. You know, you need, you, you need, you need her to, to, to kick in. You I, know, I will say Arsenal have dealt well with that adversity this season. Like Steph Catley as well. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, the thing with Steph, because she's been having a great season, but now we, we, we probably need Steph to turn that form into consistently now, because mm. obviously the goals weren't her burden. Although she was chipping in with them, it's Viv and it's Stina and it's Beth. But now, in this moment, we do need her to carry on with what she's doing because that is going to obviously help us. It's your baseline. Yeah. It's your baseline. And mm. I, I remember back to the United game, the Arsenal United game. I was like, that was a big game that you need to win. Mm. I think back to, for me, this fixture now is the replacement of what City are coming back, of course, but the City Chelsea fixtures for those seasons where it was like, these are the most important fixtures that you. It's a must win. You yeah. have to get one up on your enemies. And I remember, I think it was the last three games, Chelsea are unbeaten against um, Arsenal mm. because Emma said, this isn't happening anymore. And that's why I think coming out of this cold break may not work in Arsenal's favour because the way Emma is and the way this Chelsea team is, is once we've been scarred, it's not happening again. And I think there might be a real mercenary performance by Chelsea just to be like, wow, you need to, we, you need to know your place. Like, we're going to deal with yeah, this. Yeah, but that, so that's, that's what's great about, I mean, I, I wrote a preview about, mm. about this game and that's what's great about the Jonas side of our Emma Hayes kind yeah, of yes. rivalry, yeah. which ever since Jonas did that knee slide yes. at the Emirates, September yeah. 2021, yep. Emma has had she's his never, number yeah, yes. and she's never let it go. And there's been, you know, a little bit of back and forth, like lighthearted, good stuff. Yep. That FA Cup defeat at, at Wembley where Chelsea wiped the floor with Arsenal yes, yep, and they, they completely kind of lost the plot. Yep. I think there's still a real, like you said, Moa, like a, we're not going to let this go. Yep. And if you're going to beat us, you have to get to another level, level that you haven't maybe quite reached this season. Mm, yep. And I looked at the numbers as well of 
how Arsenal performed at the Emirates and kind of counted back through the games. And I think I got all of them. But apart from that win against Chelsea, mm. Arsenal have only won four times in eight games at the Emirates. It. They have to So that's two those... wins against Spurs mm. and two wins in the Champions League, Zurich and Juventus. They lost against Lyon. Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh, that was a tough one. Um, and they've had other poor results there as well, I think. Yeah, so it's not been actually as much as it's become great crowds and great atmosphere. Because they're playing at a big stadium, teams like Chelsea are going to be overjoyed to have that win. You know, Guo Wrighton yeah. is going to, and Lauren James are going to be so excited with the space well, that they have need to, to work with. Well, Lauren, Lauren James, you know what I mean? Obviously, we're all very excited about that. But I think that one on one with Weinrotter, with Guru, I'm not sure she's beaten her. I'm telling you, man, I'm, I just swear. I just think that one on one, she's one of the best. You know what I mean? She's well, literally... Laura Wienrotha yes, yeah. isn't going to get beat by Gura Wright. I don't think she is, no. I, I feel like clip is. that up for Monday's yeah, show. <laughs> for Tuesday's show. Take, we'll be ready. We'll it, be ready. Take it because like, I'm putting pure faith in her. But that's the kind of, that's the kind of um, performance we're going to need because I believe that Chelsea will come there and it, it, it doesn't make no difference um, what, the, what, what the, the, the game is, now, how important the game is. Emma wants to... She wants to... Constantly suppress her and keep us down. Do not let them even see the light. Yep. Right. Simply because Arsenal, if Arsenal start beating Chelsea, their chest, it comes up even more. It puffs up. Your, your, your chin's up. You're ready to go. It's like a school bully. Exactly. Like exactly if, what it is. If someone challenges the bully, all the other kids think, he's not as powerful. He's not as powerful as he is. She's not as powerful as But she then can... what happens is, is that there's certain, but the thing with this bully is that this bully isn't one that's going around beating people up, but it's one that makes you. When you look at it, I don't want to look at it. It's the little, it's the little. Yes. It's the little, and, then yes. Goes, and then you stop because, because they know that if Arsenal get it right and start beating, they will, they will want to play them and they will be able to beat them all the time. You cannot take your, who was it who was saying? It was Roy Keane. Don't take your foot off the neck. And that is what Chelsea have got to try and do. Arsenal have got to get over that hurdle. Yep. They've got to start making Chelsea know we are coming. And yes, we've got players missing, but we're coming. Mm. But you know, you look at, you look at Chelsea, like like Millie Bright, Millie Bright. Everybody always going on about Millie. Yes, yeah, no, this is the one. Put her up against Millie and get her to run into Millie's chair. I've never seen anybody beating Millie. I've never seen anybody do it where they get the ball and go vroom past me because her positional sense and her and the way she plays is so good. What we got to do with Millie is make sure that we stop her from them diagonals and stuff like that. But yeah. it's a great game. It's set up to be a great game, and it's very it's a a pivotal game. Because if Arsenal can do it without Viv, without Beth, just picks the whole spirit up. Honestly, it's it, it, it's amazing. And if I'm Chelsea, I'm saying, listen, they haven't even got two of their maybe they're two of their best players. We have to beat them in this time to make them understand. Imagine what happens if Chelsea win. United will start licking their lips again. And well, go, this is what yes. I'm saying. Yes. If 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 United win this weekend and yep. Arsenal lose, they'll go into second. Yep. Wow. Arsenal finish the the weekend in third. Yep. That's a pretty crazy prospect. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we'll see what happens, we'll but see. We'll it could see. be interesting. I think come it's going to be a good week. game. I don't think it's going to be a, a dull one. I think someone's, let me see, it's going to be either 2 2 or someone's going to hurt somebody. And I don't want to say who. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going 2 1 in the fiery You're game. You're going to go 2 1 in a fiery two, one, game. Chelsea two, in the fiery game. 2 1 Chelsea. In the fiery yeah, game. Two, I, I, see, I see 2, two one, 1 Chelsea. Touchline bust up. <laughs> 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 May over, man. 
Fulham Chelsea last night. Oh, I watched the game. Man. Oh, I, you know what? I was watching so it thinking. Take us through. Take us through what was story, happening again. Story time I want to know what was like okay, Craven so. Cottage. Story time okay. with my So, <laughs> I like Craven Cottage because I think it's like one of the most beautiful stadiums. It's iconic. It's, it's by the river. You know, they've got guitar players. It's a nice mm. stroll from Putney Bridge. It's quite nice in the evening. So and the know. angle now they do a television angle where yeah, you can see them. It's beautiful. It's so good. So I'm going to the game and I get to the game and I'm just waiting, I'm killing time. And then someone goes, ain't you supposed to be in the Chelsea? I'm on the stewards. And I was like, no, 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 I'm in Fulham. And it's like, no, but I watch your stuff. You're a Chelsea fan. And I was like, so, you know, I settle in. You also, really were behind enemy lines. I, was, My I word. really was behind enemy lines. <laughs> like, I settled in, I was mm. there, put my glasses on, hoodie on everything. And I'm watching the game. I see the lineup. I'm like, my jiao, my jiao. It's, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's yes. going to be great. I'm going to see some jinky, jinky football. Um, no Mitrovic as well. So I mm. thought, you know what? This could be a chance where even if we, we manage to win and we don't get the goal difference, we'll be level one points of yes. you know, yes. because we don't want to be the third best team in, in West London. Being second <laughs> might be worth, but you know, we, we don't want to be third. Hey, so. what about being the fourth? Come on. Some of us are struggling <laughs> to, here. To be fair, Only ones to be left fair. not in the Premier League. True, you know, but you know, Sometimes, sometimes you might, you know, if we go down, you guys might go up. You never know, but, so settling, watching Jao Felix, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this guy's such a beautiful player. Yeah. Lovely touches. He's ferocious. He's picking up yellow we cards. We were texting about it in the group like, wow. I was like, I was like yeah, Todd, Energized. Todd, drop the money now. Just do <laughs> it, yes, do it. Bro. And then. What happened when they scored? Was it when, when they scored and when you scored? So before they scored, yeah. I looked at William and I thought to myself, he, he's, he's he might score. He's and, I was, and I was surprised because, not surprised, I know what he does. The little jinky jinky, I know what to expect. Side on that exactly. Right foot. Yeah. But what I was confused about is, as Pequet, you've trained with this guy possibly yes. for about seven years <laughs> and yes, you're yes. still showing him the <laughs> way he wants to yeah. go. It's a little uh, bit concerning. And then he took the shot and he went in and I thought, I know what type of evening I'm in for. And Myra did exactly like that. Just like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm sorry. I was like, but you know, because you're, the, you're the, the fans, you've got to stand up with them as well. Like, you so like, and you've got to do the little clap. Yeah, absolutely, bro. You have to play <laughs> you that. You have to play the game. And you know what? If there's a, if there's a place I'd, I'm going to get caught behind enemy, enemy lines, it's Fulham. Yeah. <laughs> because even when we used to play against them, it's the only place you can go and pick the ball up for a throw or a corner and they're not absolutely hammering you with just some disgusting they're really polite. Yeah, they're, they're really very, very polite. nice people it's the place to be behind enemy lines but when I watched Jao Felix and you know when you hear people saying like because I watched it just to watch him say okay let me, let me see how man's going to move honestly he was he was exhilarating on volts he was literally it's it like, like, he's, like he's already att- he energised the whole team and also so quickly he had a little partnership with Kai Havoc's going. Yeah. Yes. The way that they were playing off that's, each other, running off each other, yeah, playing themselves in. It was together. so yeah. good. And it then was he probably only trained once. It all ended in tears when he got sent off. Yeah, but you know what was um what what I what I took from all of that is I wouldn't be Chelsea fans should be really pleased about that. And like you say, Todd, send the money now. Simply because he hit the ground, not only with his creativity, his pace. Did you see one time I saw him blast past Anthony Robinson? Robinson mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you and know got on the inside of him, you know? He took four shots on target yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And with those four shots, he's now fifth ranked for Chelsea this Shut season. Up. In terms of shots on target. <laughs> but the thing is, it's that, like, that, that we're talking about not tragic. only the, the skill, the pace, the application, the, endeavor, the application mm. and then to the point where he's, he's flying into tackles. You know, like people talking about the Premier League. Listen, the Premier League's the best, right? But people talk about it like, oh, watch out, you're coming to the Premier League. He literally just, gr- scruffing the neck, bam. 
He could have easily scored a hat trick last night. Yep. But that's because he's being a caged animal. Yep. For Atleti, so many years. The shackles Did you hear what off? he said? He what? said, I want to find happiness in football again. So oh, to get a red I hate card when is, people that, say that, it's so sad. It does concern me a little bit. But yeah, this has been a man in captivity <laughs> yep. and he's been free. But this is the kind of red card that um, he, he showed us so much in, yeah. such a, in, sh- in such a short space of time in his first game. If I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm very, very excited about what I saw. Oh, it's just frustrating because now you leave, lose him for three games. Do you know how much yes. that red card's going to cost? And you lose that energy. That well, red it's card like is going to cost one million or million. something. I've got to tell you, because like, last night, I mean, I was at Patrick Vieira's. Me and Patrick were watching the game together, <laughs> and, over, and and I saw when because Jao Felix, we were obviously we're waxing, we're mm-hmm. waxing about how well he's playing his first game, and when he got sent off, Patrick literally just got up and went to the kitchen. <laughs> 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 I like to say, yes, yes, yes. yes. Patrick just get up. He looked cool at me, life. kind of like smiled at me. Went cool to the kitchen. Life. No notes. No notes. Yes. Just... <laughs> it was because. Can you imagine? It was. I felt like it was such a privileged position to be in last time, watching it with a Premier League manager, yeah. and they're playing them, <laughs> playing them on Sunday, and so you're seeing a guy literally, like I say, going supernova on there in his first game. <laughs> then the next one's going to be at home, where the fans are going to be like, "Yes," like, and then man gets me, sent off. Let me cross out two banks of four. They need that. Well, um, same thing. I saw um, uh, Hilko, who had obviously had big news this week. Yes, um, of course. You know, revealing that he, he has cerebral Shout palsy out. and yes, a, a yes. massive, amazing reaction from that. But yeah. I saw his tweet on my timeline that was like, "Oh, really concerned about playing Jao Felix <laughs> on the weekend," and it popped up after he'd been sent off. And the replies were so funny because it was yeah. going completely. It was like popping off that mm. tweet, and I was like, "Wow, Palace fans must it be chuffed." It was. Um, that was imp- that's a, if he carries on like that, it's a kind of a. A Bruno Fernandes kind of like inter, 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 um, introduction to the Premier League simply because he literally came in and just balled. He's just like, bam. And you can see already where it's going to work out. Can I just say something where what I, I'm looking at and I've, I'm saying, how can somebody be so, let me see, so fragile like Koulibaly? Koulibaly <sighs> looks very fucking nervy, bro, and very anxious. The goalkeeper's got to, for me, He's either got to stay on his line for that cross where oh, uh, Vinicius, he or everyone. he's got to go through. And the thing is, with the, the way the cross came in, it's a good cross. Yeah. It's a tempting cross. But if you're a goalkeeper you're in the right position, you can it, should not it. Prob- it shouldn't give you a problem because where he headed it from, Miyawa, is nearly outside the post. Yeah. So he's going to have to get that back there. So you either stay on the line or you go and you, you, you palm it um, away because it was in the air long enough. I'm looking at your, like, um, Kepa, and I'm, I'm sorry, man. At some, you, it's, it's, it's not working it's not, out, bro. It's not the man makes too many mistakes. It's not worked. And for me, you, you, there's always warning signs when someone does the basics and you go, oh my gosh, it's going so well. Yes. And that's what we had for one month. He was showing performances and he's like, maybe this is him. Maybe we're seeing it. Maybe it's coming together. And then the matches that followed afterwards, this is back-to-back games where you've made mistakes that have cost your team goals. And it's just, it's not working. The, the Kulibali one, the reason why it's so it hurts so much is because in Rudiger you lose this en- enigma this real passion energy, yeah. energetic yeah. and don't get me wrong he had he, he had really bad days at Chelsea I remember when there was a game West Ham where Yarmolenko who has no pace turned him inside out wow. and just wrapped it bottom corner but mm. when he left he left at this peak where it was like I'm so good I'm going to the Galacticos mm. and you get in another centre half who you know in terms of ball playing in terms of the style of play very similar aggressive front foot defending mm. can ping crosses and it's just not happened. Nope. It's like a shell of anything we saw for years. This is mm. someone that we've been saying, can't wait till he gets a chance to Premier yes. League. 
and it's not happening. That's and he's very got nervy, And he's got a lack of four-year contract. That's yeah. what, he looks that's, very nervy. When I was watching them last night, having seen them grow so much in that in that first performance against City in the league and yeah. think, okay, there's green shoots here. And then, yes, they felt like another level up with Jao Felix's really good performance. Mm. But the rest of the team just looks so fragile. They look like watching youth team players play, mm. even though some of them have like, over 10 years experience in senior mm. football they all look like kids but that's why I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because Cucurella came on didn't look at it he was a pet signing Koulibaly mm. not looking at it mm. but Kani Chukameka can I quickly say anytime he come what, do, what more do you have to yeah, do to do, get a start yeah. like it's, it can't be an experience thing anymore because every time I come on this pitch I look better than anyone else mm. that was on the pitch before me and it's just about with Graham I think it's one win in eight games there's so many different things that are happening from a broader level to underpitch to management. And it's just that for me, the season's done for us. Mm. Like we've got Champions League. Okay, cool. Jao Felix has a few weeks to rest and give mm. it everything. But why not play a lot of these young players that are going to give you application and mm. everything and find something that works? Because at the end of the day, those are the people that I'm actually looking at and thinking, you look like you're actually hungry and you're ready to turn yeah, up to if he, work. If he takes Mayawa, the thing is, is but if he does it, it and it goes moment, wrong, yeah, for, for Graham Potter, that would be a massive, massive gamble to take. And I, I hear what you're saying because it needs something different to energise it, to give the fans something to get behind so as then you can start playing well. But if he goes that far left and, 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 and starts bringing those guys in and it doesn't go right, then it's not going to help him. He just needs to get a little bit more luck. Do you know something? You look at this goalkeeper, no matter what Chelsea are doing, and I look at like the goal I saw someone score against where it went right across. Man City goal, Man Maris. City goal, Maris. You know, when I'm looking at him thinking, you've, you've got to do better than that. The, the, the goal, yes, you've got to do better than that. So we're looking at a Chelsea side where even if they're playing well, I cannot, as a, as a Chelsea fan, look at that goalkeeper and feel like he's going to help us to win a game. I can't see it. Do you know the other side of it, though, right? that's one side of it but with Mendy towards the time when he came out of the squad he was making the same so mistakes. many mistakes I don't know what's happened I don't know what's and happened ultimately we always say it, with like a goalkeeper no matter who's experienced in front of that defence or the team if in your back of your head you think if they take a shot they might score yeah. that must just that, deflate yeah. the whole yeah, team does, because so you're afraid you're afraid you'll see how it pans out with him yeah. and because we've got to talk about the derbies because we've got Manchester derby got North London derby you know as I said the Manchester derby first because like I'm just nervous because um, again, this for me is a game in a season where Arsenal are trying to strive and are striving. Um, you know, I feel I believe again we must win this game. It's a home game. It's against our biggest rivals. Um, we know that we're already going into the game one nil down because Harry always scores against us. <laughs> so you know, it's a game where all I want is for us to start and continue to st and, and 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 put the pressure on. To put, to put that, that defence under pressure, to put everything past that front four under pressure. Because if it gets to that front four and they start to click, they are going to cause problems. In the main, it's a game that I believe that we are going to win. Do you know what I'm looking forward to the most about this game? Nketia is someone, as a, as a forward, he always scored goals. And I think a lot of that time when he first came in and he was missing the open chances, mm. there's a lot of conversation. I think since coming after the World Cup, he's got four goals. Mm. I had a mate that said he would score six before January's done. So he's well on target to do mm. that. But this is the sort of game where he can well and truly make people realise really that sit up. He, he's not a gimmick. Because he looks he, like he's got the, way, the way he's celebrating the goals now, the way he's finishing, he's a meaner. It's me. It's, it's me. It's, 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 it's happened yeah. to me. Yeah. Something's happened 
in him where he says, yeah, I'm here and I'm the man at the moment because yeah. obviously Jesus is not playing. I'm going to play. He looks to me right now like he's owning it. Yeah. And what better way to, I remember, was it, did Saka and Smith Rowe both score in the North London derby? Yeah. yeah. They both did Yeah, they it. both scored, yeah. He has the moment to own a North London derby as well. And I, I think he will do it. I think ultimately, Lloris, there's always a mistake in there. Romero's great, but I mean, if you look at that right side for for Spurs, <laughs> Emerson Royale, I know, he I can know. be gutting out. So if you get Martinelli, service, yeah, Mark. like he's gonna get service from that side coming in. Yeah, it's just about can he put away his chances? And Arsenal's defense, I mean, as a team, everything just works so well. Mm. I think all they need to do is make sure you hit Spurs early and just make sure they don't bounce back. That's because exactly what you got to do. No matter how exactly. bad Spurs have been this season, this whole we're going to go two goals down yeah. and come back. It's kind of impressive. It's very impressive. It's kind of impressive. They've got but, something. Yeah, you just have to make sure that they, they're dealt with early. But the other derby though. Yes. But, uh, I, this is one where it's almost like um, Man United and where they are. Obviously, it's the Manchester derby, but Man United have got a free hit there. And I don't think City are very much. Not, they, it's like they're missing something in their seasoning. You know, they're seasoning it and it's, they, they, they haven't got they're any... They're not invincible they, anymore. No, they, they just don't feel, for me... Like, you know when you see those City sides where you think, this team can go on a... This, this, yeah, no, and this team can go on a 10-game tier. Bam, no problem. I can't see it in this City side. You know, I think that if you're going to... If you're playing City, right now is the time to play them. And I think that... Of course, it was a cup game, but you, you look at the Southampton game and you no have to look at... Target. Yes. You have to look at these things. You have to find... What's going on in that dressing room now? And, I, 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 and what I see with, with, with City, I don't care what anyone says, the way Pep is and the way they've had to grind it out for the last, what, five, six years, that's, that's wearing now. That's, so, that's wearing on everybody. That's a great point because I, I, I said the same thing about them. Them and Liverpool, City and Liverpool for so long were in this duel. Where they're mm. going. It's like Dragon Ball Z where they're fighting for like six, seven, eight, nine in the, episodes. In the air. And it's like, it's got to end eventually. And yes. with Liverpool, what happened with them is they lost their press. They lost their press, they lost mm. their identity. Mm. With City, they've lost this ability to suffocate you and, mm. and make you suffer. Mm. A lot of teams that have managed to get results about them have been like, this doesn't feel as bad anymore. Like, yeah. I, can, I can move, I can yeah. wiggle, I can, I, yeah. can, I can do something. So that's why you get a Southampton who haven't got nothing since Nathan Jones come in managed to get two goals and get a result and that's why United although a lot of their fans will say well City whenever they lose they'll bounce back and make mm. sure the next team's punished this is a game where you can go in and Ten Hag can prove a point to the league mm. that they've done really well he is one of these quote unquote disciples of Pep they can really go in and say we're not in a title charge, but no. we want you to know that next season we're coming we're for you guys. But also, I mm. think that it's shifted now. Some of the fans are talking about, actually, we could get in. Yeah. in, in, a, in well, in a title, a title charge. charge. A lot of them are, are, a lot of them are thinking that what I've seen and the results and a run we could go on, I mm. think if they beat City, those things become they even look, more genuine. They I mean, look so they, much more strong. They're so strong. They've got the now. game in hand yeah. on Newcastle. Yeah. They're level on points. Mm. They, if they were to win they go above Newcastle into third and they will be one point behind City. Jesus. Of course they are. Of course. But the thing about it is, is that what they've got to look at is, do they believe Arsenal can sustain? Yep. Can Arsenal beat when they come up against United and City? Because that's what they're going to have to do, right? To win the league. They're probably going to have to beat those two teams at some stage and then you have to beat the rest. If I'm Man United and I'm looking at myself, I'm saying, you know something? 
No one actually is. People are only now saying, yeah, we can, yeah, we can probably do it. Whereas you look at them and you think, Man United, in that dressing room, they will know we can do this. They'll know they have to do this. But the fact that they'll have to beat City. Yeah. They have to beat City. Then all of a sudden, Man United are in the conversation. Because what they'll say about Arsenal is, can Arsenal sustain? sustain? Can they stay? Can Because now, you look at it, if Manchester United beat City and Arsenal lose against Tottenham, it's, it's, start, it's starting to get to the place where people say, well, I knew this would happen for Arsenal. Mm. This is a magnificent time in the league. It's a brilliant time for Arsenal. It's a brilliant time for United. You know, we will find out more about City. We'll you find know, out about Newcastle We'll as find well. out about Newcastle. This is where it starts to get into, okay, the, the, checks, have to, the checks have to cash, bro. And you have to cash them now because Arsenal have to see this out for me. It's, it's a great season. They have to see this out in respects of top four. I'm not going any more than that. Of course, I want them to win the league. But I know that they are way ahead of what they're trying to do. And they're now going to try and do a, a, a Leicester and continue to just like defy everybody and, and win the games and finish it off. But like United with Rashford's form, you know, and the way they're playing with Casemiro and Eriksen, the way, you know, it, it looks very solid. So it's, it's, it's very exciting. I'm very excited about it. I'm very nervous about the derby simply because I know that we have to win. And if we don't win, I'll take it. But it's one of those where I know that when you're going into a, a, title, a title challenge and you're in and around it and up there, certain games you can't lose. But the, the, and the home f- games are games you have to win as well. The, the feel-good factor of winning this particular one is it's almost what you need to start a stretch of winning a winning streak. Yeah, yeah. You, you need it. You, you really need it. And of course, ultimately, as we know, you, you've got to get those points in the bank because when you start adding the European fixtures and everything, yes. it gets really tricky. It, get it gets tricky. really... And those that, are the things that people are saying. Those are the things that people will be looking at and equating and saying, hmm, let's see how they go because they've got Europe, they've got They've got cup games. They've got it, it starts to it starts to drain you. Mm. It starts to wear on you, man. Mm. You no, know, I'm I'm looking forward to both games. I saw, I remember my team used to compete in such yeah. really really big fixtures, <laughs> Super Sunday. But you know, we'll come back soon. Nice. So listen, guys. What can I say? It's been a blast. Always is. I really like that sh- the shirt, Crescent City. Can yeah. you tell us a story? Crescent City is an amateur football team based in New Orleans where my brother lives and I went to go visit him uh, last year and I really wanted to go watch some sport and it was a it was May so there was no NBA, mm. um, there was no NFL so we went and watched some amateur football team but they were terrible, <laughs> like but, but much worse trying. than Sunday League yeah. but they had merch so I was like, I'm going to buy the merch. Nice. That's a really cool Always jersey. take some merch, man. <laughs> Listen, Mayoa, Flo, I'll see you again soon. Of course. See you soon. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. It's been great. Okay, so thanks to Flo, thanks to Mayoa, and thanks for listening, everyone. Um, On Tuesday, we will be doing a non-football mailbag. So tweet us your non-football questions to write his house on Twitter. And have a lovely weekend, even if your team loses. See you next week, guys. (laughs) 